Welcome to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. My name is Mackenzie Judge and I am obsessed with beauty. On my podcast, we'll talk all things beauty industry from products, launches, trends, routines, business, gossip, and so much more. So prepare to get glossed with loads of content. Now let's get into the episode. Hi, you guys. I am so excited to be bringing another episode this week. And this week on the podcast, we have Dr. Victoria Weitzman, who is a celebrity cosmetic dentist and official dentist Miss USA in New York, California, and Florida. I am so excited for this guest. I don't think we've ever had a dentist on or a cosmetic dentist or a celebrity dentist. So this is exciting (laughs) because your smile is such a huge part of your face. So I can't wait to talk more about this. But hi, Dr. V. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I I appreciate it. Of course. course. Thank you for coming on. I'm so excited. I feel like I'm going to learn so much today. So I can't wait. I hope so. Yeah. Yes. Tell me a little bit about you and kind of your background in beauty and cosmetics. So uh, like you said, thanks for that introduction. I am a cosmetic dentist based in New York City and Beverly Hills. I focus exclusively on cosmetic dentistry. So all I do is like the beautification of the smile. I do smile makeovers, full mouth reconstruction. You know, our philosophy at the office is that the mouth is really the gateway, the facial beauty and overall health. So cool. Yeah. And I'm like, tell me a little bit about kind of how you got into that because, you know, I feel like typically people who get into dentistry are very like, I'm going to go to dentist school and I'm going to be just a dentist, but we don't hear a lot about cosmetic dentistry. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So I actually growing up went to art school. So I was always very creative. I have a background Mm -hmm. in art and I always wanted to be in the medical field. So whether it was a doctor or a dentist and dentistry just seemed like the perfect blend of the two. I could use my creative skills, the artistry. I could use my hands. I could see results right away. And I could also help people with their smile transformations. Um, You know, when people come in to see me, it's elective. They choose to be there. In my practice, I don't do basic things like fillings, root canal surgery. So when patients come in, it really is a huge transformative journey that we get to be a part of. And I I think those are the reasons why I chose it. The creative part, the science part, the best of both worlds. I love it. And did you work in an office or did you just know you were ready to start your own offices? Like what did that practice look like opening your own? How did you get there? Yeah. So when I graduated dental school, I was pretty young. I was the youngest in the class actually. And when I came out, I didn't really know much about running a practice or starting practice. So I did work in an existing practice for a little bit, a couple of years, but then I soon realized, you know, I don't know that this is really the way I want to practice. Um, No practice I worked at really did it the way I saw myself practicing. They didn't really have the ethos or the philosophy that I did. And I figured the only way that I could do that is really going off on my own. It was definitely scary. It was definitely you know, a moment where I was like, gosh, I'm not sure that (laughs) I have all the pieces (laughs) of the puzzle together right now. But um, I did start my own practice. And I started bootstrap. So I started with no patients, um, really no funding, no, no, nothing, nothing really. So Mm -hmm. it was, you know, it was it was a process. It It was an interesting journey. 
Amazing. Well, congratulations to all your success because thank you. Tough industry too. I mean, I'm sure it's not easy in any industry nowadays, but especially a very niche one like this. Tell me too how you kind of got into the celebrity realm of dentistry because I feel like I talk to a lot of like celebrity makeup artists and hair artists, and they all kind of just pass each other on to their other kind of clientele when they need it. But again, dentistry is like you don't always need it. And when you do need it, you just think to go to like your local dentist. So how did you get into that side of it? Yeah. Um, So I think it was a pretty organic thing. It wasn't um, necessarily a goal that I had when I started. It's not like I started and said, well, I'm going to be a celebrity cosmetic dentist. You know, it wasn't really a goal. But I think, you know, starting to align myself with larger organizations like Miss America, Miss Universe, you know, sort of built some credibility. And I think people just naturally started to come in. And there's definitely um, a level of trust that we have with our patients when they come in, they know it's a safe place. Um, you know, they know there's privacy, confidentiality. Um, so it just, it's a safe place for people to come in. Obviously, there's word of mouth, you know, it was organic. What one patient at a time refers another. Um, so yeah, that's how so cool. I love that it was authentic for you and not something totally strive for, which amazing because you know the right things will come to you. So obviously it was meant for you. I love that. Yes, thank you. Of course. And tell me too a little bit about official dentist myths. I didn't even know this was a thing, but it makes so much sense now that I know it's a thing. But tell me about just kind of it as a whole in general. Yeah. So I love the the misorganizations. I feel like they provide such, you know, people think it's just a beauty pageant. It's so much more than that. You know, I think it really provides a platform for women and girls to shine and develop those skills that are necessary in life. Like when you think about these quote pageants or competitions, Sure, there's only going to be one winner at the end, but the the skills that they learn throughout to get on stage and to have that confidence and mm-hmm. to be able to articulate and answer questions on the spot. You know, most of the time, these organizations are really just the impetus for just future endeavors. You know, people go on and pursue entertainment or law or whatever it is. So it's so great to see that. So I look at it really as a a training boot camp for these girls to build confidence and get ready for life. They're young, you know, they're like, they can be 17, 18, 19, 20. So it's like the perfect time to to build those skills. I wish I had those skills at that age. It's amazing. And yeah, so in the process of building confidence, you know, we all realize that the smile is such a huge part of that. So we've partnered with them to help them provide that so they feel confident when they get on stage um, and, you know, offer our services to them. So we've been the official dentist for Miss uh, uh, New York, Miss America, New York for quite some time. And also Miss Universe, New York, they're two different organizations, yeah. right? So there's Miss America, Miss Universe, and then California as well and Florida. So cool. I'm like, what an interesting, like, I don't know, like how you get into all of that, but it's just so cool. And I love all of that. So fun. And I feel like obviously with pageants, it's a lot about how you look, but it's also a lot about how you feel just like in life. I think, you know, your smile is such a huge part of who you are. It really does kind of shape your look and feel throughout the day. Um, So tell me kind of a little bit about what your thoughts are on 
how a smile is like cosmetically aesthetic and why it's important to make sure you're happy and like love what you, you know, your smile, like, why is it important to love that? And, you know, how does it shape your face and all the things? Yeah. Yeah. So you're speaking my language. Um, (laughs) I think that the smile is a huge part of confidence. Uh, We call it mental dental, the connection between your mental state and your dental state, you know, um, the, 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 the smile has such a huge emotional impact on people. So many patients that we see come in, um, you know, obviously wanting to look better, but really it comes down to confidence and how they feel about themselves. It's like anything else. It's like plastic surgery or anything. And I'm a huge believer in the power of transformation. And I think if something bothers you these days, we have the ability to make those changes in our lives, whether it's our smile or, or anything in our life, really. Um, and the smile, when you think about it is one third of the face, right. And it's often Mm -hmm. forgotten, um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to overall facial beauty. So we Mm -hmm. talk about that all the time in my practice, we call it dentofacial aesthetics, dentofacial, like how the teeth and the face come together. Um, being that it's one third of the face, you can imagine the impact it has on facial beauty, Mm -hmm. um, And it's actually one of the first places that aging shows up. So we do a lot of anti-aging dentistry or sorry, pro-aging dentistry, just to be a little bit more politically correct, Um, but has a huge impact on uh, facial beauty and the support for the lower third of the face beyond beauty. Um, you know, the smile has, and the mouth has such a correlation with systemic health, overall health. Mm-hmm. It's such a reflection of the health systemically and things going on in your mouth can affect other parts of your body, like your heart and right. overall inflammation. There's so many studies around that, um, the link between oral health and even Alzheimer's disease, oh, you know? So that's why it's so important. I always say health is that while beauty is what we focus on, we lead with health. Health is yeah. really the foundation of oh, all beauty. Health. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So interesting. I mean, like I yeah. know oral health had a lot to do with obviously overall health, but you don't realize like how impactful it is. And I didn't totally. realize it's the first place we see aging. I'm like, okay, forget it the is. Botox and the skincare. We need to get teeth cleans. Like, I'm like, that's exactly. Well, it's just as important. You know, there's so much talk in the media about Botox and fillers, and I think they're great. They all have their place. Right. But when patients come in, we talk about a smile makeover. You know, we always address the teeth, the health of the teeth the the appearance of the teeth first because oftentimes when you take care of the smile or you get a smile makeover you can then do less when it comes to injectables mm-hmm. and we can then avoid overfilled faces you know be conservative in on that end too oh my gosh that's so interesting i feel like that's a whole side of like beauty knowledge that the industry doesn't really know yet it doesn't know yeah no nope. so we're getting it out there yeah, i'm like you gotta get that out there i'm like That's yeah crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh well do you have a favorite service or procedure that you like to do whenever it's on your books you're like yes yes well i my practice is limited to cosmetic dentistry so i've limited my practice to that because that is my favorite thing to do and what that entails it's an umbrella that means porcelain veneers, full mouth reconstruction, um, and anti-aging dentistry. I mean, this is what I do. So if I had to narrow it down to my favorite procedure, it would be porcelain veneers, smile makeovers, but that, that means so many things. I mean, it could be as simple as 
minimal preparation veneers with like four, just doing four teeth, or it could literally be a full mouth of crowns for someone that's had them in their mouth for 35 years. So it really runs the gamut from simple to really complex. Right. And I might be wrong, but are you supposed to replace your veneers every so often? Yeah. How does that work? So we say veneers and porcelain restorations should last around 10 to 15 years. It's not like a hard stop where you're like, okay, 10 10 years, you got to do no, (laughs) you got to go get them replaced. But we just say it's around the time where we might see things starting to happen. Okay. So basically when you renew your passport, you renew your teeth every 10 years. Exactly. (laughs) That's how I would remind myself. That's so funny. There you go. Oh, well, is there anything trending in cosmetic dentistry that we should be paying attention to? Anything that just the average everyone can try or what are things you recommend? Um, I think that the trend in cosmetic dentistry now is a more natural look. Um, we're veering away from that overly done, overly chiclet appearance of smiles, overly Hollywood, even though I practiced in LA, like mm-hmm. we're really like moving towards a very natural look that really um, fits the face. We're trying to not create perfection, but really reestablish balance and harmony to the face. So I always say like everyone's chasing perfection these days, right? And we're trying to move away from that. Perfectly imperfect is okay. And just because something is imperfect doesn't mean it can't be beautiful. So really like reframing the conversation around beauty, perfection, what does all that mean? I love it. I love that you are a very conservative dentist too. I can tell you're very natural look and you want to keep people, you know, just accentuating their natural beauty and making Mm -hmm. them feel their best. I love that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Trying. Yeah. Yes. Do you have any products or anything that we should be using that you love for oral hygiene or for beauty, anything at all? Yes. Um, I love the Sonicare toothbrush. I think, okay. So I think we just spoke about health. The foundation of all beauty is health, obviously right. taking care of your going in to see your dentist every six months key. Right. But most of what's happening is happening at home. It's your home care routine. Right. So that's just as if not more important than coming in every six months to see your dentist. But, you know, a good sonic toothbrush is great. It's better than the um, just handheld ones. It's just more effective. So I love the Sonicare toothbrush, you know, a good maybe teeth whitening pen at home to keep them bright is good. It's not going to get you as bright as an in-office whitening treatment, but it'll help maintain the stain. So, you know, we're all coffee drinkers, most of us, coffee, tea, red wine, all those things that'll stain teeth. I mean, You know, we still have to live our lives, but there are things you can do at home that'll help maintain the whiteness and help lift those stains off. Right. Mm -hmm. Amazing. And definitely flossing. uh, Flossing. Yeah, yeah. So many people overlook that. And one of my favorite things is a water pick. You know, because yeah, you can actually put mouthwash in there and it gets right between the teeth where we're flossing may have missed it. So it's super important. So much of the bacteria actually lives between the teeth. Um, a tongue scraper. That's where a lot of the bacteria lives too. These are like trending, which is hilarious. Yeah. That causes, (laughs) yeah, it causes halitosis and, um, tongue scraping is key. It'll eliminate or reduce. You're never going to eliminate the bacteria in your mouth, but definitely reduce the, the, um, you know, 
bacteria that causes bad breath. And also just a, a quick beauty tip. I mean, if we're talking about lipsticks and things like that, yeah, um, yeah, you know, I see a ton of brides, right? So we have this conversation all the time. We talk about how to look, look the best on your, on your wedding day and every, and every other day, but if you're going to pick a lipstick color, you're going to want to pick something that's blue based or berry based. You're not going to want something with warm undertones like peach, orange, um, or anything like that, because that'll just bring up the yellow or the warmth in your teeth. So mm-hmm. anything that has a blue or berry undertone naturally just makes your teeth look brighter. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, what a hack. I've never heard something like that. Oh, you have it. Yeah. Yeah. No. So when you're picking, yeah, when you're picking a red, um, you know, there are different kinds. There's blue based, yeah. there's red, there's orange based. So so a little beauty tip, how That's to make your smile look so brighter. Cool. Oh my gosh. So now I'm going to like really pay attention to that and be like, nope, this shade yeah. is cute. Nope. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. There's, there's a really, uh, we love this thing that we use in office. It's Laneige. It's the, um, lip mask and it's got a purple hue. Yes. It's got like a purplish hue to it. So we use that. And then a lot of times we put it on patients lips and like, Oh wow. That just like accentuates. It gives that little pop, you know, that right there would get me to come see you that you finish a treatment with Laneige. I mean, I mean, (laughs) hi, only, only the best, only the best for my patients. I don't use anything or do anything to my patients that I wouldn't do on myself. Yeah. This is how I approach my practice. (laughs) It's like, what would I do for myself? (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Well, is there anything upcoming for you or your practice that you can share with us? Um, you know, I go between New York and LA and we have an upcoming trip scheduled to LA. So patients can definitely see us there. We're building our LA practice. You know, I started my practice in New York. LA is a little newer. So that's something that's always constantly new and developing. Amazing. And congratulations. Being by coastal dominant is so great in beauty and I'm so excited. Yes. You. Thank you. Thank oh, you. Yes. I love it. I love the West coast. Thank you. Yes. Me too. Well, let's wrap up with some burning beauty rapid fire questions just for fun. Whatever comes. Perfect. Okay. Sounds your favorite great. beauty product overall, if you could only choose one, any category. Chanel lip stain. I wear this, what I'm wearing now. It is what I wear every day. I could not live without it. I, it, well, here's the thing. I wear a mask every day to work. So I need something because I'm a dentist. So obviously I'm wearing a mask all day. So I need something that's not going to come off. Yeah. I love that. I mean, that was, it doesn't literally like, what what can we wear? (laughs) I mean, look, it just like, doesn't like I, I put it on once in the morning and it's all day. And of course it's like a, a berry color. So the teeth naturally, well, we just talked exactly, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Your favorite fragrance. I was just going to say, uh, I, that was going to be my answer to my, to the last question, okay. Tom Ford, um, Tom Ford, black orchid. Ooh, I love that one. I love, I love everything Tom Ford. He's just so chic and classy and just sophisticated and all his scents are amazing. And I also love Rose Prick. That's also one of my favorites. Oh, yes. And it's just in a pink bottle. So it's like sold. I mean, hi, (laughs) hello. It comes in a pink bottle and they just came out with the matching makeup for it. So they have Rose Prick and they have the the same like for like a spring palette in in Rose Prick. So And I love the names too. His names are just very interesting. (laughs) So chic. We love it. Okay, your uh-huh. favorite hair product, if you had to pick one. 
Oh, interesting. Oh my God. <laughs> I know this is going to sound crazy, but a hair tie, like a good hair tie oh, that's that, not that does it, that doesn't really break the hair because while I'm wearing my hair down again, when I'm working, like I need my hair back. So I usually wear it in a ponytail. So like a really good hair tie that, that where the elastic is covered and doesn't break the hair. Love it. Mm -hmm. Your favorite career moment you've had so far. Oh, wow. You know, there have been many, there have been, there have been several because there have been a lot of stepping stones here. You know, my career has been, um, a pretty long process, you know, starting from scratch has not been easy. Um, one of my favorite career moments I would say was, yeah, getting my California license. I feel that was really big. And that really just opened up a lot of doors in terms of even just the patients we see and access of patients to us too. I mean, practicing in California now, we have patients that come in all, not just California, but all up and down the West Coast and Arizona and everywhere on the West Coast. So it's really opened up that part of the country for us where if they don't want to fly to New York from the West Coast. So I feel like that's been one of the most important um, career moves to date, even though there have been several, but that was one of the big ones. And it's been great for me personally, too, because I get to head out to Cali and enjoy the weather. Love it. And your latest goal that you're striving for, it can be work-related, it can be beauty-related, anything. Um, so I have, I always have a a list in my phone of goals (laughs) and things I'm working. I'm one of these like chronic, um, list makers. I always have, maybe that's a problem, but I, I'm never done. (laughs) I, you know, one's job is never finished. I always have a running list of at least 50 things. Um, I'll break it down. So professionally, I would say just continuing to grow my practice, really elevate, the patient experience, really elevate what we're putting out there, really reframing the conversation around dentistry and educating patients on, you know, oral care and um, oral care and a smile is really the gateway to beauty and health. I feel like that's a message that's not really being put out there. So really honing in on our brand philosophy and elevating the experience for patients really being a part of their transformations in a meaningful way is really important to me. And then on a personal level, you know, um, now that the weather's getting nice, really just trying to be more active and stay healthy. Um, I think what I've, one of the things I've learned um, in pursuing my career is the really the importance of mental clarity and calmness as the foundation of any success. So you really can't have a successful career if your mind is all over the place. It's really important. And it takes practice is to really try to attain that internal calm, whether it's through meditation, through walks or whatever it is, because that is truly the foundation of success. At least I found that through the years. So that's one of my personal goals is to continue that, um, you know, maintain my mental wellness and um, get more steps in. Yes, more steps. Yeah, more steps. Can never have enough steps. Never have enough steps. (laughs) Especially you in New York. I'm sure you get a lot of steps. I know. It's one of my favorite activities is getting those steps in. Yes. (laughs) Well, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for coming on. I learned a ton. I knew I would. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. Where can people connect with you? Where can they connect with your offices if they're able to book? I don't know if you're taking clients. 
Anything yeah, else? we we are taking clients now. Um, they can find us on Instagram. Our Instagram handle is Dr. Victoria DDS. So it's Dr. Victoria DDS, or the, and they can you know contact us through there, or they can go to our website, which is BeitzmanDDS.com. B e y t s m a n d d s dot com. Perfect. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you for having me. So nice chatting with you. Thanks for tuning in to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. Like what you hear? Don't forget to rate and subscribe for new episodes every week featuring the latest beauty news. Stay glossy until next time. Mwah.